Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air... Everywhere we welcome you into a special edition of the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G. Two guys is enough for me. By request, we have moved the penny right here. It is the beginning of a new season of Benny versus the penny man versus metal. And if you've never heard this before, it is one of the more unique bits that we've done. I've done this on terrestrial radio and on YouTube and the podcast for many, many, many years. And it's very simple. I spend a good amount of time handicapping NFL games. It's become a bit of a, a passing uh, fad, if you will, for me over the years. But it's, it's really more than that because I've done it for so long. And and then we have an inanimate object, a penny, and we determine who can do a better job. Someone that actually invests the most valuable resource we have, time, into this, or an object which has no knowledge of anything going on. So that is the premise behind Benny versus the Penny, and it's a season-long battle. And Danny G, you are representing the penny you are the keeper of the penny a hallowed hallowed position to have where legends like 
Turk Stevens and Gascon and so many other people over the years. <laughs> I wish I could pull off those suits. Have represented the penny. So it's a big honor for you, Danny G. I know this is a big accomplishment. You've done so many great radio jobs, and now <laughs> you are the keeper of the penny. I can't wait until I can put this on my broadcasting resume, the penny keeper. And, you know, one of the benefits of working on your live show all these years is I know where Coop hid the penny in the studio. Coop, a loop, Broncos last. And yeah. so when I was in there this past weekend, I made sure to go to the hiding place. I got the penny, and it's in my hand right now. Wow. Well, that's good. And you, I, I look, it looks very nice. And so that is the magical penny. It's a marijuana residue on it, though. <laughs> it, it, it has been tarnished a little bit by the Koopa Loop. So normally at this point, we look back at our record last week. I did not lose a game last week. Uh, and uh, the penny did not win a game last week, depending on how you look at it. I'll be many bright side on this because it's a brand new week. It's a brand new season. Let's strike up the band. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Maller Mayhem? It's time now. The Penny versus the Penny. Now, a mini Maller monologue for week one of the NFL. There are some themes in week one as we get to these games here, and it's the same theme we get every year in week one, although it feels like it's a little bigger this year. It's old faces in new places, or depending how you look at it, new faces in old places. But uh, the quarterback roulette, number of veteran quarterbacks have changed teams. Baker Mayfield going from Cleveland to Carolina, and you've got Russell Wilson now in Denver. They play against their old teams this week. Matt Ryan making his debut when we get to the Colts game. So there are a lot of those type of storylines. We have new coaches in the NFL this season who are making their debuts. And these are all things that you have to factor in when you handicap a game because if you have a seasoned coach versus a new coach, typically the advantage goes in a large way to the coach that's actually done it before. It's kind of like your first school play, Danny, if, you, if you're into acting in school. The first time you do a school play, probably not going to be that good. But the third or fourth time, you kind of get it. You kind of understand what's going on. So with that said, we'll get right to the games. Now we'll start with the early games and the first game on the board, New Orleans at Atlanta. It is on Fox. Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma have the call. The Saints opened up a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They are favored by five-and-a-half in this game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and uh, the uh, pick, I'm going to take the Falcons in this game. Now, I'll tell you why. Jameis Winston, number one, returning as the Saints starter, coming off a torn ACL. He does have to demonstrate to me that he is up to the challenge because of the, the injury, lost a lot of weight. And Sean Payton never took the training wheels off Winston last year. He's not walking through that door now. Dennis Allen who is a debacle or was a debacle coaching the Raiders back in the day. The Saints still have Alvin Kamara. He didn't get suspended. He's playing in this game. He dodged suspension. Michael Thomas is back. But even in the glory days of the Saints, they've always been a bad team early in the in the season. Certainly the last, last handful of years, last eight seasons, 
New Orleans is just three and 15 against the spread in weeks one and two. And a lot of that with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And uh, this is more of a play against the Saints than it is on the Falcons. I don't like Atlanta. I think they're a bad team like everyone else. Marcus Mariota returns as the starter, a former Raider backup, former Tennessee starter. He is playing with a parade of horribles. The Falcons are in nomads land at this point under center. Uh, And also they have a coach in Arthur Smith, who is in year two. Uh, They've been bad in September. They've been bad in October and November and pretty much every other month. There's a couple reasons though, to think they can hang around. Typically these divisional games are close. They're nail biters. Even when one team is much better than the other and Kyle Pitts, very productive. He didn't get in the end zone a lot last year, only one touchdown. Cordero Patterson has been very good as a running back, and they're very excited about Drake London, who's been dinged up here. But the main reason to like the Falcons, other than the divisional angle, is their defensive backs, A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward, very good, and so they should be able to slow down Michael Thomas and the rest of the Saints receivers. Saints will win the game, but the Falcons will cover Saints 30 and the Falcons 26, and the Penny Picks. All right, this is exciting. My very first flip of the Penny. And the Penny is taking New Orleans, Ben. All right, the Penny taking the road team, New Orleans at Atlanta there in uh, the ATL. All right, next up, San Francisco at Chicago. It's on Fox. Joe Davis, the Dodger broadcaster, and Daryl Moose Johnson have the call the 49ers opened up a six and a half point favorite and they are a seven point favorite mild weather in Chicago. As we start moving into the fall part of the calendar, although not quite yet into fall 77 at kickoff on the shores of Lake Michigan at soldier field, mostly cloudy. Uh, and I am going against my better judgment here, Danny. I'm going to take the Chicago bears plus the points in this game. What? Yeah, mainly I'm betting against Trey Lance. I don't trust him. His first real opportunity as the man for the team from the Bay Area there. And he doesn't have much rope with Jimmy G hanging on the sidelines. I I know all the rhetoric that the Niners fancy themselves a Super Bowl contender, and they have a, a tremendous amount of talent on defense. I get all that, but... There's no way that the Niners should be this big a favorite with a neophyte at quarterback. And if you look at these Niner teams last five years, they're only eight and eight as a road favorite. So even when they've had some good teams, they haven't exactly dominated as a road favorite here. And uh, I realize that Justin Fields has a terrible offensive line. And he also stinks as the quarterback for Chicago. Uh, so I'm going to need for to win this bet. I'm going to need special teams. And a couple of mistakes by Lance, a few timely turnovers here, and some oddities, some real oddities to take place. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'll take the Niners to win the game on the road, but not cover the spread. 49ers 23, Bears 17, the final. And the Penny picks. The Penny also goes with the Chicago Bears. All right. So the, the Penny and me agree. So either I can't lose on that one. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, Philadelphia at Detroit. It is on Fox as well. Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth have the call. 
from the Motor City. The Eagles opened up a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They are favored by four. It's inside the dome at Ford Field. Mild temperatures in Detroit also, not that it matters. Uh, but I'm going to take the Lions in this game. I like the Lions as a home dog. And the Eagles are riding the trendy train right now. They're the popular pick by popular people. Jalen Hurts has, has shown last season, very good fantasy player, very good regular season player. Uh, at least if you look at the the gaudy statistics that he put up running the football, mixing with the pass, people are saying he's an MVP candidate. I don't buy it. I'm on the other side here. I think the Eagles will win their share of regular season games, uh, but I like the Lions this week. The Birds, as a road favorite, have a losing record since 2017. Philly also has been a terrible team in September. They're 3-13 and 13 against the spread their last 16 games in September. And the Lions, despite all of the suckage in the Motor City, Detroit is 9-4. and four. Their last 13 games in September. So against the spread, those numbers. So that's all we care about as gamblers, right? We don't care if they win straight up. It's do they cover the spread. And so the Lions coming off that hard knocks life here. Uh, they also got destroyed by the Eagles in the regular season last year. You have a casserole of middle of the road players in the Motor City. But we are going to take the Lions over a field goal at home, getting four points. In fact, stunner of the week, Lions upset the darlings of the NFC, the Eagles, Lions 29, Eagles 27, and expect Philly coach Nick Sirianni to have some explaining to do after this game. And a penny picks, Danny. Penny goes with the Eagles. All right, so the pennies going the other way, going with the chalk of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Benny versus the penny. Next up, New England at Miami. It's on CBS. Greg Gumbel and Adam Archuleta have the call. And the Dolphins opened up a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're favored by three in this game. Light rain, temperatures in the 90s at kickoff in South Florida at Hard Rock Stadium. And that's a big factor. Many people saying that that will sway this game to the Dolphins. But I'm going the other way. I'm going to take the Patriots in this game. I mentioned in the open, rookie coaches versus veteran coaches. There's no greater mismatch this weekend than Mike McDaniel, who I'm pulling for. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, But Mike McDaniel's first game as Dolphins coach, never a play caller in the NFL. Uh, He was an assistant with the Niners. He's got a very odd personality and he's a good soundbite and he takes over. Miami's getting a lot of love with Tyree kill as he begins life in South Florida. And you've got Tua tongue of Iloa who's three and O in his career against new England, but bewilderly bad numbers individually for Tua, despite being three and O two touchdowns, two interceptions in his career, a passer rating below 82 but yet the Dolphins have been able to find a way with him under center to win those games. New England, if you look at the recent trend here, the last 10 meetings, so the last five years, New England has won the first matchup and the Dolphins have won the second matchup in nine of the last 10 seasons. So that's a trend. Trends are made to be broken, but it tells you typically these things go to the Patriots in round one, round two goes to the Dolphins. And then the Patriots have a bunch of questions. 
the, the Boston media has been going sky is falling. Mac Jones not looking great. The offense uh, not very good. Zombies under Matt Patricia's tutelage as he's the de facto offensive coordinator. People bringing up the weather a lot. This The sticky, icky weather of September in South Florida that will wear down the Patriots as they wear those navy blue uniforms, those jerseys in the second half. But uh, I've learned over the years not to bet against Belichick, and uh, he's always gotten the most. He's been able to squeeze the most out of the toothpaste tube and get all that toothpaste out at the end. He's got the, a huge coaching edge over the no-name, out-of-nowhere Mike McDaniel. Uh, so I'm taking the Patriots here. I think this is a back-and-forth game. It'll come down to a late field goal. I love getting the points here, even though it's only three points. Patriots 27 and the Dolphins 26, the final. And the Penny Picks. Penny Picks, the Dolphins. All right, the Dolphins. These are two teams that your Raiders, Danny G, might run into down the line if they make the playoffs. The Dolphins are... Yeah, the Patriots are like a fringe playoff team that they made the playoffs last year. The Dolphins kind of in that weird area. Both those teams fighting, you would think, for a wild card behind the Bills in the AFC East. All eyes on Mac Jones and coordinators, and on the other side, Tua and Tyreek. Yeah, it's a, it's a game I will, I will definitely have that in my rotation in the early television window. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next up, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. It's on CBS, Ian Eagle and Charles Davis uh, teaming up on uh, this game. Uh, the Bengals, uh, we had Charles Davis on this podcast not that long ago. Friend of the show. Uh, Bengals opened up a six and a half point favorite. They have stayed a six and a half point favorite. The newly named Paycor Stadium, whatever that is. Uh, 75 at kickoff in Cincinnati right on the border of Kentucky. And I'm taking the Steelers in this game, not because I love Mr. Biscuit. I do not love my uh, my Mitch Trubisky as he begins under center, but I do believe in Mike Tomlin. And I know that Tomlin's going to run a very basic rudimentary offense, a lot of Najee Harris and the running attack for Pittsburgh, try to milk the clock as much as you can, let the defense and special teams win the game. Steelers' defense should be top five in the NFL. I am not anti-Bengals, though. They have my name in their name. I'm not anti-Bengals. I I don't trust Cincinnati, though, by this many points. I know they were in the Super Bowl last year, but Joe Burrow, he had a pretty big procedure, an appendectomy, not that long ago. He, He supposedly lost 20 pounds or so, had an infection, uh, obviously during that. And uh, Mike Tomlin, as a road underdog since 2017, has a 636 winning percentage. Been very good to play the Steelers on the road, although the last couple of years have not been that great. And uh, the stat of stats here, Danny, and the penny, the Super Bowl loser going back over 25 years, last 26 years, the team that lost the Super Bowl in their first game the following season, 5-21 and 21 against the spread. That's a less than 200 winning percentage. I'm going to ride that 25-plus-year trend, and I'll take the Bengals to win the game but not cover the spread. Bengals 33, Steelers 30. And the penny chiming in on this one. Wow, the penny goes with the Steelers. All right, so disagreement on this game, and we'll keep the train moving here. Next up, we stop out in New Jersey, the Swamplands of Jersey, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 the home team, Baltimore, the road team in this game. It's on CBS. Andrew Catalan and James Lofton have the call. The Ravens, a big road favorite. They opened up at four and a half. They're favored by seven and a half. We call this the Flacco factor in this game. And uh, the uh, game being played at MetLife Stadium, mild temperatures in the high 70s and cloudy at kickoff in this one. And I'm actually going to go against the tide. I'm going to take the Jets in this game. I'm betting on Joe Flacco. I don't love this game. It's not one of my it's not one of my favorite plays, Danny. But I'm going to take Joe Flacco in this game against his old team, uh, mainly because I believe the Ravens have some issues here. Uh, that have not been addressed. I don't love the Jets. Nobody loves the Jets. Year two under Robert Sala, Lamar Jackson 
beginning the season as he's you know, just coming off his contract negotiation, which didn't really go his way. Every good game he has this year, he's going to earn more money. Every bad game, he's going to lose a few shekels. And John Harbaugh's team, as a road favorite, they actually have a winning record, but only three games above 500 as a road favorite since 2017. He's been very good in season openers. John Harbaugh uh, against the spread, 10-4 and four in his 14 years coming into this year as the Ravens coach against the spread in the season opener. And the Jets have been bad and all that. I understand it. But I'm looking for some rust from Lamar. He didn't play uh, at all, really, in the preseason. And the, the Jets just – they're ugly ducklings. they got to play ugly. That's the only way they can play. I also love betting against the public here. 85%, over 85% of the money is on the side of Baltimore. They think this is just – a broken money machine handing out free money, taking the Ravens here. The reason I've learned over the years doing Benny versus the Penny, one of the reasons the sports books are so profitable is the public loading up, thinking a game is just a gimme like this. And uh, and more times than not, uh, when you see that amount of money on one side, you don't even really have to handicap the game much. You just go the other way. So I think the Ravens win the game, but that's too many points. Ravens 23 Jets 17 in an ugly matchup early season. Jets and Ravens. And the penny picks. Penny goes with the Ravens. All right, Penny into the Ravens. It's Benny versus the Penny. Danny G representing the Penny. Every Friday, tell a friend, but listen all weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Doesn't matter when you listen. Uh, I I do know over the years, Danny, many a listener love to go back on Monday and Tuesday and listen to how shitty the picks are. So they, <laughs> they, they like the fact that I spent so much time handicapping and then uh, look like a total jackass when the games are actually played. So ultimate yeah. shot in Freud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Of course they don't do that when I have a good week, which happens every once in a while too. All right. Next up Jacksonville at Washington. It's on Fox with Chris Myers and Robert Smith. Our old colleague, Chris Myers, part of the Fox Sports Radio Alumni Association. And the Commanders opened up a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They're favored by two-and-a-half. And, again, temperatures kind of mild, high 70s at kickoff at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. And I'm going to take the Jags in this game. Uh, bet against Carson Wentz. I think these teams are actually very similar uh, that's not a compliment for Washington. I don't think they're all that much more talented than Jacksonville is. And Carson Wentz has to show that he no longer has the brain farts, which have haunted him his entire career. Uh, I'm, I'm going against common sense. Jacksonville's riding a 17-game road losing streak uh, coming into this game. They're fresh off the Urban Meyer era and the nomads land once they got rid of urban so doug peterson vanilla ice cream doug peterson takes over as the head coach he makes his debut in uh, in a jags hat and polo shirt and he was hired to salvage the career of trevor lawrence who seemed like he was going to be a prodigy coming out of clemson and just was not that good last year uh, understand James Robinson, the running back for the Jags, is expected to play. He's got an Achilles situation. Uh, 
uh, coming off an Achilles, but he's supposed to play. And this is also the debut of the big money free agent receiver, Christian Kirk, who came over from Arizona. So he'll, he'll try to start making some money back, earning the money that he got paid. And uh, again, these teams are pretty even. Shouldn't spend too much time on this game. Uh, Jacksonville, the only thing that scares me, I like Jacksonville. I think they're as talented, if not more talented than the commandos, but the public also loves the Jags. And that scares me. The amount of public money that is on Jacksonville. Cause as I've said, the, the public's usually wrong, but still handicapping the game. I'm going to take Jacksonville to win the game outright, even though they're an underdog by two and a half points. Jags on a late field goal, win it 24 Commandos 23 and the Penny Picks. Penny selects Jacksonville. All right. So we agree on that one. And again, the Benny versus the Penny. The way this works, if you just somehow did not listen to the beginning, the home team is heads, the road team is tails. And that's how we've done it for many, many years. And that's how we'll do it this season as well on Benny versus the Penny. Next up, Cleveland at Carolina. This game getting a lot of attention is on CBS. Spiro Didis and Jay Feely. The Browns opened a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but that was when Deshaun Watson seemingly was going to play. He's not playing. The Panthers are now a one-point favorite. Rain showers, temperatures hovering around 80 degrees at kickoff at Bank of America Stadium. So the wet Ball will be in play here. The football will be a little damp if that forecast proves to be accurate in the Carolinas. Panthers are my pick. I'm going to take Carolina in this game. Baker Mayfield revenge game to start things off here. Uh, The reason I'm optimistic for Carolina is not because of Baker Mayfield. No, no, no. He's going to be so amped up, he'll probably make a couple of mistakes. But I, I like me some Christian McCaffrey. When McCaffrey plays which is typically only six or seven games a year, Carolina's a playoff team when he's in the lineup. Remember they got off to that fast start last year. I think they were 4-0, something like that, 3-1. and Got a few good start, and then McCaffrey went down, and the whole team fell apart. The defense, slightly above average. I, I don't love the game because the Panthers are favored. It's down to one point. They were actually favored by more than that. And the public is loading up on the Brownies. So that part of it I like, right? And they're, they're betting on the fact that the Browns' defense is good. Their offensive line is good. They're overlooking Jacoby Brissett, who is a barf bag under center. And uh, the guy that gets worse uh, as, the, as he plays more, that's not really an issue right now because it's the first game of the year. And we imagine that the Browns will simply run a basic offense where they hand off to Nick Chubb most of the time and then mix in the disgruntled Kareem Hunt. And you've got that defense. All of that, Cleveland, if you look at the history of the Browns, they have been a wonderful team to bet against week one. The last 22 years, they have only won six games against the spread in week one. And uh, I I think this game goes back and forth. I think it's nip and tuck, low-scoring game. Both teams are going to try to be conservative and control the game as much as they can on the ground. But I'll take the guys from Tobacco Road. Carolina 23 and the Browns 20, the final. And the penny picks. 
Ah, the penny goes with the Panthers. All right, the pick. We agree on that one. So another agreement on Benny versus the penny. Next up, Indianapolis at Houston. It's on CBS with Tom McCarthy and Tiki Barber will be in the booth there, the old giant. And the Colts opened up a seven and a half point favorite. They are favored by eight, eight in this game. It's being played in one of those retractable roof domes, NRG Stadium in Houston, and the temperature outside, and they'll, maybe they'll have the dome open, 86 degrees at kickoff. The pick, I'm taking the home team. I'm going to take the Texans this game. Uh, Indy going with Matt Ryan, and I've got to see it to believe it. Everyone's like, oh, Matt Ryan's going to be great. He looked like he was cooked meatloaf, overcooked meatloaf in Georgia in recent years, and now he gets a fresh start as Frank Reich and that run-heavy Colts offense, Jonathan Taylor, who was in the MVP conversation. Remember that? Last year, seven, seven eight games in the year, Jonathan Taylor was the main, main guy. He's the headliner again. Keep an eye on him, how he goes. We'll go the Colts. He'll get the rock early and often. Indy historically has been a lousy week one team going back to the Peyton Manning era uh, of indie football they are 3 12 and 1 the last 16 years in week 1 against the spread they also have a couple of guys who are dinged up some of them I'm talking about defensively defensively here some of them will play but how well will they do others will not uh, the texans are a bad team but i think they're closer to being an average team than a terrible team I mean, they're a bad team, but they're not like the worst of the worst like they were supposed to be last year and did turn out to be one of the worst teams in the NFL last season. Davis Mills, I'm, I'm not as excited about some other people at, at, at quarterback with Davis Mills, but all we need is a couple of drives that, that, that take some time off the clock and, and result in touchdowns here. And Lovey Smith making his return as an NFL head coach and he's uh, looking at uh, you know, 12 losses by the time, you know, somewhere around 12 losses. Maybe at, if everything goes right, 10 losses, but probably around 12. And so, you know, maybe they squeeze out a couple more here or there. Uh, but I'm going to take the Texans. The cardinal rule, if you've followed Benny versus the Penny, anytime you get over seven points in a divisional game, which this is, you don't ask questions, you take the points. You should be happy either that or you don't bet the game. So we bet every game on Benny versus the penny. So I'm going to take the Texans plus the points. Colts will win the game, but people will be saying, well, Matt Ryan's not quite back yet. Colts 28, Texans 23. And the penny picks. The penny says Indy. All right. So the penny going with the chalk. It's a lot of points, a lot of lumber to lay there. Uh, in a road team. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, next up, we go to the late television window, the New York Giants at Tennessee. It's on Fox. Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez have the call. Who? Sanchez, uh, the great butt fumble guy. Yeah. Uh, Never heard of him. I know. Uh, light rain, 79 degrees at kickoff at Nissan Stadium. Will your buddy Clay Travis be at this game, Danny? You think he'll be in the crowd there? Who's there? One of those Gucci umbrellas that he's got because he's got Limbaugh's old chair. Talk! All right. Uh, uh, Titans. Titans opened up a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They're favored by five-and-a-half. I'm going to take the Giants in this game. It's the beginning of a new era. I'll tell you why. Uh, Giant football. Brian Dable takes over there on the sidelines. His pet project is fixing Daniel Jones. But as a gambler, Daniel Jones was okay last year. Even in the darkness of 2021, the Giants have been a bad team for five or six years. But when Daniel Jones played, they were six and five against the spread with Danny Dimes under center. It's hard to get a read on the Giants because it's the, the exhibition season. And they've, they've got their core guys. All those highfalutin first-round picks in recent years are playing. How effective they're going to be is open for interpretation. Uh, but I, I'm going to take the Giants here. I'm, I, I'm not sold on the, the Titans. Even when the Titans play well, they typically grind games out. They have a very methodical 
surgical approach with the great running back, Derrick Henry. And if Ryan Tannehill starts slinging the ball around, good luck. It's last chance saloon. A.J. Brown is gone. The new number one receiver is likely Robert Woods, who was the number three receiver on the Rams. And now he becomes the number one receiver in, in Nashville. Uh, it's 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 a game where I, you know, I, I could make an argument for Tennessee because I think the Giants are still a bad team. Uh, the money's pretty even on this game, but I'm going to take the points, all things being equal here. First game, I have a theory on bad teams. You like betting on bad teams early because they don't realize they're bad. So I will take the Titans to win the game, but the Giants to cover the spread. Titans 30 and the Giants 27. And the penny picks. Penny has the Titans. All right. Penny has the Titans there. Next up, Green Bay at Minnesota. It is on Fox. You better watch Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. This is the number one crew for Fox now. Remember, Joe Buck and Aikman skedaddled. They took that money, the bag of money over to ESPN. And so they're gone, and Burkhart now has the number one chair as the Fox NFL play-by-play guy. And Greg Olson has the chair until Tom Brady decides to retire, allegedly. All right, so the Packers, a two-point favorite. They opened as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. U.S. Bank Stadium, Minneapolis. It's a dome. It'll be nice, mild temperatures in the low 70s in Minneapolis at kickoff here. I'm taking the Vikings in this game. I'm going against... One of my theories, but it is a rookie coach versus a established coach, Kevin O'Connell, the old Aztec, making his maiden voyage in this game for the Purple People Eaters. And the, the Vikings oozing with offensive talent. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen at receiver, Dalvin Cook in the backfield. And now they have someone who touched Sean McVay's hat. So Kevin O'Connell, he is he's he's held the clipboard of McVay, and so that should bode well for the Vikings as the season goes on with Kirk Cousins. Minnesota, though, if you look at the numbers, last twenty-one meetings with Aaron Rodgers outside of a tie, Minnesota is six and fifteen. So history says, well, the Packers own the Vikings, the cheeseheads are the way to go, but I'm not, I'm not all in on that. Devonte Adams is gone. The three musketeers now for Aaron Rodgers are Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. And so this will give Minnesota a chance to, to sneak, sneak up on, uh, on the, the Viking on the Packers. They, they seemingly have a, a better offensive list of weapons uh the, the the vikings in this game so i believe aaron Rodgers will need extra psychedelics after this game ends vikings 27 packers 23 sky is falling over lambo and the penny picks penny is going with the vikings all right penny going with the vikings on that one next up kansas city at arizona it's on cbs in the late television window, this is the big game for CBS. Jim Nance and Tony Romo have the call from the Valley of the Sun. And, oh, my, is it going to be sunny. Temperatures at kickoff, 100 degrees at kickoff in Glendale, Arizona, at State Farm Stadium. Chiefs 
opened a two and a half point favorite. They are a six point road favorite. Six point road favorite. Uh, man, uh, I'm I'm going to take uh, alligator arms. I'm taking the Cardinals in this game. Tyreek Hill. I'll tell you why he's not walking through that door. Uh, Andy Reid attempting to sort out who will pick up the targets. It's either going to be Marquez Valdez Scantling or Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, one of them. You don't have to be Lombardi to figure that out. And Arizona's got some issues. That's why this is such a big line here. DeAndre Hopkins, the steroid cheat, he's out for the first six games. And Arizona just is lacking the wow factor. They have Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, who's old, and Rondale Moore as the pass catchers. There's also some players dinged up on defense. But getting almost a touchdown, Arizona's been with Cliff Kingsbury and Alligator Arms Murray. They've been a much better first-half team. They usually get off to pretty good starts. So I'm going to put a little bit of money. I don't love this game, but I put a little bit on the Twitch gamer, Kyler Murray, and his little arms and his little band of friends here. Chiefs 31 and the Cardinals 26. And the Penny Picks! Penny goes with the Chiefs. Oh, your AFC rival Chiefs, Danny, as a proud member of Raider Nation. Jackpot, baby. All right. Uh, next up, Las Vegas. Speaking of the Raiders. I can't believe you took Kyler Murray, by the way. Well, you know, I'm a gambler and I have to do it. Uh, Las Vegas at the L.A. Chargers on CBS with Kevin Harlan and Trent Green. Uh, Danny G, I've heard that this this game is going to be 85% Raider fans. Will uh, you be uh, in attendance at this game in the hood in Inglewood? No, you got to work. For half the game, I'll be at the FSR studios. Oh, man. Kind of like a Raider home game. Yeah. Uh, that Are you going to be able to get to any Raider games this year? Try to fly to New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, very good. All right. So Vegas and the Chargers. Chargers opened up a four-point favorite. They are favored by three. SoFi Stadium, not a dome. It's supposed to cool off. There's been a big heat wave. It's kind of gotten some publicity in California here. Uh, but by the time they kick off on Sunday, temperatures in the high 70s at kickoff at SoFi. And you're either going to like this or you're not going to like this, Danny. But I'm taking the Chargers. In this game, a, a rematch of that classic Week 18 game last year. The Raiders winning. The Chargers eliminated. The debut of Josh McDaniels as coach, Devontae Adams, the silver and black. And I, I, I like the L.A. offense against the Charger or against the Raider defense. The Chargers should be able to, with their offensive line, at least if you buy the hype, they'll be able to contain Chandler Jones and Max Crosby for most of the game. And and the, the Raiders, you got to think the, the big advantage the Chargers have is Austin Eckler. And I, I don't know that the Raider linebackers will be able to keep up with Eckler. That should be the secret sauce, which is really not all that secret. It's a Khalil Mack revenge game. The old Raider who went to Chicago now on the Chargers back in the AFC West. And uh, this game will be close. But I believe uh, a late score by the Chargers, little separation there. Chargers 33 and the Raiders 28, the final, and the penny picks. 
Come on, Penny. Come on now. Out the Penny goes with you and says, Chargers. Hopefully you'll both be wrong. Oh, look at that. See, that's how you prove you have integrity, Danny. Because I have worked with some guys who did the Penny, and when it came to their favorite teams, I'm not going to name names here, but when it came to their favorite teams, somehow the Penny always picked their favorite team. But not you, Danny. You are a man of morals, a man of integrity as you hold the Penny. Just a proud servant of the Penny. Whatever it lands on, that's what I'm going to tell you. All right. Next up, Sunday night football, Tampa Bay at Dallas. It's on NBC. Mike Tarico and Chris Collinsworth supposed to do double duty this weekend. They did the Thursday night game, the Rams and Bills. You got Josh Allen stiff armed. <laughs> How dare you? They've got the game Sunday night. Bucks opened up a two point favorite. They are favored by two and a half. Clear skies, 84 degrees at kickoff at AT&T Stadium in Jerry's World. And this is a very tough game to handicap. I do not love this game because of injuries and a malaise that both teams have gone through. But I'm going to give an edge, a slight edge to the Bucs as a small road favorite. Both these teams made the playoffs last year. The Cowboys have developed a reputation of being a paper tiger They beat up the good teams, struggle against the better teams. Both Dallas and Tampa have some offensive line, uh, shall we say, bruises, uh, issues, hiccups, whatever you want to say there. Also at receiver for Dallas. And so it's a hard game to handicap, but all things being equal, even though Tom Brady has looked very old at his news conferences and appears to be having some personal issues if you believe the tabloids, I trust him more late in the game. If it's a close game, the Bucks get the ball back in, in the hypothetical with, say, three minutes to go in the game, down by two points. I trust that Brady will lead the Bucks back, and I think they'll even get them in the end zone. But I, I'm taking Tampa to win the game by a field goal, so I'll take the Buccaneers 30 and the Cowboys 27. And the Penny picks who? The Penny goes with Tampa Bay. All right, so Penny going the other way, uh, or going with me, I should say, with Tampa Bay. All right, last game, Monday Night Football, and it's Denver at Seattle on ESPN with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. How awkward is that going to be? Well, it's not going to be awkward. Other than when they do promos for ESPN shows, that will be awkward. Uh, but then the mic flags will be a little weird. But other than that, it's you know, used to Buck and Aikman. Broncos opened up a four-point favorite. They are favored by six and a half. Mostly sunny temperatures in the 60s at kickoff at Lumen Field in Seattle. A stadium that I've been to, but only outside of because the Seahawks would not allow me in. But... I'm still going to take the Seahawks in this game. I know they suck. I know they're likely the worst team in the NFL, but Russell Wilson, he's going to have a whole bunch of nerves coming out early in that game. I anticipate a couple of mistakes here, a couple of bumps in the road, and all you need when you're getting that many points with the home team, a couple of turnovers go your way, maiden voyage for Russell Wilson, and you got to think here, Pete Carroll knows – 
all the weaknesses of Russ. So coaching edge for Seattle, Denver's got a rookie coach, the old Packer assistant who takes over here. And so this becomes an interesting chess match. The Seahawks, I'm not making the argument they're good. I don't think they're good at all. And raw talent, clearly Denver's the, the better team here. And Geno Smith is, is a liability. The fact that he's starting, somebody needs to be court-martialed. Uh, in, in Seattle, the offensive line's got injuries. I mean, there's a whole bunch of arguments to take Denver and say Denver wins this game 45-3, to three, that it could be that terrible of a game, and Joe Buck and Aikman are doing filler uh, at the end. But I'm going to be Benny Brightside on this. I'm going to say that, again, early on, you like the bad team. They don't realize they're bad. Also, it's another one of those games where the public thinks – it is a broken cash machine. It's a broken ATM machine. And you just simply type in a few numbers there and you gar- you're guaranteed to win your bet. Over 90% of the money, as we are doing Benny versus the Penny, 90%, over 90% is on Denver, the road team favored by almost a touchdown. I don't get it. You're getting six and a half with Seattle at home. You're going to have to get every one of those points. And the half point, Broncos, 30. The Seahawks get the cover at 24. And the penny picks the final game of week one. And the penny pick is... Smoke weed every day. Clearly, this penny is still loyal to DeCoupe DeLoop because it goes with the Broncos. All right, going with the... Blue and orange of Denver. And so those are the picks. And again, we provide just marginal handicapping on every game against the spread. But marginal handicapping beats no handicapping, you would think, because the penny has no handicapping. We'll see how we did. Uh, Danny, thank you. Great job as the keeper of the penny. And uh, we'll see how this does. And then we'll be back. We have a fresh group of podcasts all weekend long. And if you like this, try the other fifth hour podcast and we will catch you next time. Later skater. Bye Felicia. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. 
this season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.